What a piece of junk. This is the Shattered Order Podcast. Go switch off. If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you found the podcast you're looking for. With your hosts, Good Night Punk and Wind Killer Inc. We would be honored if you would join us. Hello and welcome to the 88th, 88th episode of the Shattered Order Podcast. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk, and with me, as usual, is my good friend, Wink. What's up, Wink? Oh, man. What an exciting week. Uh, Not a whole lot. I'm just kind of hanging out. There's been a lot going on. Real life, uh, in Swaga. Um, got some exciting stuff today and yesterday for us, uh, and... Oh, yeah. Yeah, just, uh, I I don't know, not a whole lot. What about you? Same old, same old, man. Work and, uh, watching my kids, so... Nice. Week, week in, week out, same old deal. A good deal, I'd say, but the same deal. (laughs) Sounds exciting. Well, I, uh... Mm -hmm. I got a new desk this weekend. I completely rearranged my office, as you may be able to tell if you're watching the live stream. Uh, like, my bookshelf's behind me, rearranged it, new desk. I got, like, all this space to set things out, and it's just, it's really amazing for the podcast. I am uh, quite excited about it. Not only that, but we might as well go ahead and talk about, like, the most exciting thing that's happened this week. And that would be these awesome, super amazing new mic booms from Blue Designs. They just released them and announced them this week. Uh, Dan and I got ours today and yesterday. I literally just picked mine up like an hour ago. Got it set up. (laughs) Super easy to set up. Man, this thing is amazing. So we had like these cheap $20 ones off Amazon before and... These from Blue are absolutely amazing. Like, your mic stays in place, and it's adjustable. The It's got, like, internal springs in it, so you don't see any of the springs. You can't, like... I, I know we've both had the issue before where we hit the mic stand, and it does that little zinging sound because of the springs. <laughs> the, the spring goes nuts? Yeah, yeah that's and pretty classic. The weight of the microphone drops it down over the course of the podcast. No, not with this thing. It stays in place. It is absolutely amazing it's got a little cord management in there so your cord goes down inside of it and stays out of the way it, i tell you what if if you're a podcaster youtuber whatever and you need a mic stand this is the go-to like it's incredible i am very very impressed uh you know these guys just make they make really good stuff so uh yeah 
Shout out to Blue Designs. And if you need one of these, head over to bluedesigns.com. Use promo code SOPOD and get 20% off. There you go. We appreciate our awesome sponsors. So I'm really stoked about this thing. It uh, it works really well. It's right yes. there on the front page if you want to check it out. So literally came out on Tuesday. So uh, if you want one, go get one. They're awesome. Yep. So uh, let's see here. First, oh, more important news. Uh, we're getting closer to the time where we can finally... See if the Cardinals are going to put a quarterback on their roster since they have zero quarterbacks right now. Yeah. So I'm kind of excited for this next week because NFL free agency is starting. And as you know, we like to talk about football on this podcast and it is the dry zone right now, but not next week. So uh, not even this week, really. It's been a pretty exciting week. Oh God, all the trades have been nuts. I know, man. How many how many amazing defensive backs do the Rams need? And why are people still trading them to them for Dude, nothing? I, I do not know. They're like signing everybody and uh yeah, they're uh, they're making some serious moves. There have been a couple guys that got uh they got paid that uh, one of my favorite receivers in the league, Mike Evans, dude got paid big time. He's making like sixteen and a half million a year now. Uh Pretty pretty crazy. I like watching that guy play. Uh, something you came up with that we thought would be really fun, uh, real quick. A free agent that we would like to see our team sign. So, what is yeah. yours? Mine is, mine is one that I can actually see happening just because of who our coach is and who our uh, GM is. Yep. Which was the Lions GM and coach are both from the Patriots, and we need a second starting cornerback. So if we can get Malcolm Butler in free agency, I would be stoked. Yeah, that would be one hell of a sign, and I could totally see that happening for the reasons that you stated. Um, Matt Patricia obviously coached him in New England. New England doesn't seem to want him back, and he's one hell of a corner. That would not surprise me at all. Put him next to Slay. Put those two on the outsides. That would be in good shape. Uh, th- there's been rumors you? that my Packers may cut Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb. I'm not convinced both of them are going to get cut. I think they'll resign, probably restructure, hopefully restructure Jordy. Uh, we'll see. But the one player I would love to see them sign is another receiver that I have been obsessed with since this dude was a rookie. But Allen Robinson plays with the Jags right now. Dude. Yep. That guy's awesome. He is incredible. He's easily a top 10 receiver in the NFL. And, I mean, I would love to see Aaron Rodgers with a guy like that. I would just be amazed. That'd be interesting. I don't want to see him myself playing against the Lions, but that'd be interesting for sure. Yep. For sure. Well, uh... There's been a lot of uh, news as far as Star Wars goes this week. John Favreau is going to be doing a live-action Star Wars TV series. Oh man, I, like, I I'm pretty. Just I don't care. Okay, there's two parts to this that are awesome to me. A that there's going to be a, a live-action TV show, mm-hmm. and then B that John Favreau's doing it. Yes. The very fact that he pretty much kicked off the MCU by directing Iron Man 1 and 2. Yep, for which sure. Which were just amazing movies that, you know, 
started everything off for that huge franchise. And Star Wars is already a huge franchise, but to have a guy like that that's already good in the in the sci-fi type place to be able to st- sign on to do this for the TV show is awesome. And as you know, and I don't know, well, I know, I don't know if you ever watch it, but the ABC uh, Disney TV shows for Marvel are awesome. Yeah, they like, are. Like Agents really, of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s really great. Good. Yes, that is. Uh, Peggy Agent Carter was yep. amazing before they canceled it. Like, I'm really excited for this. Oh, me too. Like, words can't describe the excitement. And we were kind <laughs> of talking about this, that we thought it'd be really fun if maybe we were actually kind of talking back and forth with Stan and Sparrow a little bit, who have been guests on us and do the Canteen Visit podcast. But maybe the four of us got together and started doing like a review podcast for that show whenever it starts or something like that. We may have to uh, do something like that. That would be a hell of a lot of fun. I would be all over that because we start at the beginning, just go episode to episode. That'd be a lot of fun. So, uh, another thing, uh, I saw this on Twitter and it was awesome. And it kind of explains something from the last Jedi that, what made no sense to me in the movie. And that was a deleted scene of Phasma's second death. I don't know. I don't consider these spoilers for, so if anyone's listening to this and, uh, don't want to hear this before you see the deleted scenes, skip ahead like two or three minutes. But so there was a deleted scene that was placed on Twitter. That was a cut from the star Wars show. And basically the scene is, Phasma doesn't die falling into the fire. She crawls her way back up, and as she climbs back up onto this... Have you seen it, by the way? Yes, I have. Okay, so she climbs back up on the platform Finn is on, and, you know, First Order Stormtroopers climb up all around and surround Finn or whatever. And then the whole scene is she's there with the the hole in her mask. You can see her eye, and they're all surrounding him. And uh, basically... She's like calling him a traitor and everything, and then he goes off on her about how how her troops would follow her if they knew what she that she gave in so easily to power down the shield on the Star Killer base. And you, this is why why I thought this scene was important, but was left out. You can see in the her eye that's exposed in the scene the fear in her eyes and her looking around at all the stormtroopers that yep. are now kind of turning on her. Yep. It, you'll have to check out this scene, but it, it made a lot more sense to that uh, hole in her mask. Yeah, it, it was pretty awesome. Uh, that was a really awesome scene, and then she kind of takes out the stormtroopers and her and Finn battle ever so briefly. But yeah, it's really, really good scene. It would have been really cool if they would have left that in the movie because I think that would have that would have helped tie up the knot between the Phasma and Finn scene because it was a little anticlimactic. It just really didn't do what we were really hoping it would do, but that was a really good scene. It would have been a lot better if they would have left it in the movie, in my opinion. There's there's only one reason I can think that it got left out. What's that? So that there's still a chance Phasma comes back in Episode Nine. Yeah. Because yeah. obviously it's possible that she could have climbed out of that fire... Because she did it in the cutscene, so I mean, it's still possible that she made it out of there in episode nine. But like the way that deleted scene ended, <laughs> really didn't leave much to the imagination of her still being alive. So you know, yep. I think that that's I think that might be the reason it was cut. But man, that was such a good scene. Yep, I totally agree with you. 
So, yeah. Um, let's see here. What else we got? Well, let's go through our little uh, spiels we like to do here at the beginning before we start getting into things. All right. But we're the Shattered Order Podcast, if you didn't know. If you're listening for the first time... Welcome. We have a... Yes, welcome, and thanks for coming. We have an awesome community, a lot of great people that we hang out with every week. Enjoy talking to all our listeners. I know that there are st- every week there are more that show up and talk to us, and it's just amazing the reach that this game has and the, the, the places people are from that we talk to. It's just amazing. So if you want to get in touch with us, you want to hang out, me and Wink are very approachable. I think at least I love talking to people. So the more people that talk to me, the better because I have a lot of fun with it. But uh, you can find us on Twitter at Shattered Order. And if you want to come and be part of our Discord community where all the talking goes on during the week, ideas like just an idea for something we're going to talk about in this podcast came up today in podcast chat. So uh, we'll we'll leave a shout out there when we talk about it, but there's a lot of stuff going on in there. So if you go to discord.me slash shattered order, you can join our discord and uh, pretty much help shape the shows and shape the things we talk about, the things we see over the week, community reactions, all that kind of stuff, all that happens in our discord. And it, it's a fun place to be. Yep. For sure. And the last thing is if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, we stream live stream the recording of what you're listening to every week on twitch.tv slash shattered order where you can watch us make funny faces reactions to these crazy crazy things that wink likes to say at the end of a podcast (laughs) where we're all tired and uh you know just see the laughing on the faces that you you kind of miss with the audio version but every version is awesome i hope and uh, it gets better all the time with the new sounds and uh, ways we try to make things better for all of you. So yeah, twitch.tv slash Shattered Order. Something else that's great about that, you can go back and listen or go back and watch it too. So, And a lot of times, you know, we put up the notes, like if we're going over a game update or whatever, we put stuff like that on there. So it's a really cool, different way to interact with the show. And you can, what's great about Twitch versus YouTube, uh, YouTube live streams like, you miss out on the whole chat thing, but if you do it on Twitch, the chat actually pops up like all the comments and everything as it goes along. So that is one really, really awesome feature of Twitch. And, you know, if you're a Twitch user and an Amazon Prime user, go and you have a free sub that you can give to a, you know, Twitch streamer. So go give us that free sub. Doesn't cost you anything, but it helps us out. A heck of a lot. Uh, something else is you can go to shatteredorder.com. Definitely go check our website. We're kind of working on that, trying to get some more stuff up there. But go do that and uh, hit our Amazon link. You know, if you have Amazon Prime, next time you go buy something, hit that link. That helps us out also. Uh, something else I wanted to mention about our Discord channel is I was kind of thinking about this because there's been a lot of really negative stuff on Reddit and a bunch of other places. I feel like everybody in our Discord chat is really, like, level-headed, and it's great, the disagreements that we have there, and just the discussions, and, like, it's not that just super negative crap you get on Reddit all the time. It's So it's a really good place to go, you know, hang out and chat with other like-minded Swaga players. Absolutely. There's a it's it's why 
my presence on Reddit has dwindled drastically. It's just there's so we've got such a big Discord now with just a big sampling of different types of players that's just it's it's self-contained and it's very uh positive. Not I don't want to say positive, but it's not a salt field. So Yeah. Well, true. I mean it's positive. It's positive interactions. There's nothing crazy going on. I'm just saying it's we're not like loving everything that happens but you know what I'm you know what I'm saying so yep i got you i got you cool uh um, all right so before we go any further i have a question for you all right what's your question what are you drinking uh water water alcoholic water or it's not alcoholic kidding. water so my last tattoo session uh got canceled due to my tattoo artist she had some personal stuff come up and had to cancel so i've been rescheduled for tomorrow so i'm going to do that tomorrow so no boozing tonight that way i don't gotcha you know, okay that makes all sense over the place makes sense i am drinking one of my beers from my my beer club thingy thing yeah so <laughs> it's craft a from club. Full Tilt Brewing. You craft beer club, that's the name. Full Tilt Brewing. It is a unfiltered German pilsner and it is freaking delicious. So I'm gonna be drinking that all podcast and enjoying it. Sounds delicious. But, uh, I'm yeah. quite jealous. It actually it is really good. I'm really not I don't drink a lot of pilsners, but uh I am enjoying this one, that's for sure. Yeah. Nice. So Absolutely. So now the next question becomes, what did you do this week in Swaga? Hey guys, what did you do in Swaga this week? You forgot again, didn't you? Maybe. All right, so uh, first thing I was talk about is what the Shattered Order did this week in Swaga. We had our three territory war win streak broken, snapped in half by the Alliance. Uh, the Alliance Pie, to be specific. Yes, the Alliance Pie. Um, yeah, those guys, they kind of stomped us a little bit, and they're like 30, 35 million GP more than us. So we knew we really didn't have a shot, so we kind of tried to go a little bit offense. And it, well, we ended up starting. Attempting a heroic Sith raid also at the same time during that territory war. And I think uh, the whole guild kind of got demoralized and just kind of forgot about it and just said to hell with it. So, uh, yeah, we ended up having our win streak snapped in half, unfortunately. But the one before that, we actually won. And so what do you think about this new scoring system? Because if you don't remember, the new scoring system gives you additional points for having characters survive and winning on your first second attempt against the team. Uh, you get bonus points for all that sort of stuff. Uh, what do you think so far? Um, as far as scoring goes, I like the scoring. It's interesting. I thought it was interesting how are not this last territory war but the one the few days before it we actually had less less defenses up at the end of the match but still won by 30 
Yeah. So they had more fleets left over than we did, but yep. the fact that ours did better on defense gave us a win. So I thought that was it's really interesting the way it works now. And uh, I think it I think it adds a different level to it. Uh one thing a couple of things I hate though. Well, maybe not a couple things. The second thing I hate has nothing to do with the scoring, but the first thing is somehow we're at 35 defenses now per territory, and I just don't understand why we need that many defenses. I mean, yeah, that's a lot of defenses. Out of control. Uh, we didn't expect to need that many. I don't know what the tier breakdown is. Maybe it's over 120 GP. Um, not exactly sure what it is, but yeah, we had you know 35 defenses per territory, which was a ton but that's okay uh you know ended up working out fine and all that good stuff but yeah like dan said i think uh they actually defeated eight teams more than we defeated of theirs but you know we were just a little bit more efficient on offense and that gave us the win which i really like the fact that um going into a battle like surviving characters and uh, you know winning first or second try like all that stuff gives you more points i just i really like the way it makes you approach the offensive side a lot and the defensive side because we i I mean we set up a pretty good defense i feel like and you know that defense really really helped win the thing for us so yeah that was pretty awesome yeah for sure I, I I was lost in thought for a second because I was just thinking about how crazy it was some of these screenshots I saw from Territory Wars lately with the new defense stat on it that tells you how many defense you I've seen pictures of people's teams that did 17 defenses or 22 defenses or things like that. It's just absolutely nuts. I, I mean, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. You know what I mean? <laughs> I lost you. Uh-oh. Anyways, yeah, I think that the scoring is the part that I just absolutely do not like. This is the other gripe I had. Are you back? Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay. Um, the other thing that I have is, like you were talking about, we got match made with someone 30 million galactic power above us. Yeah. Not entirely impossible maybe to win that, but definitely a gigantic uphill battle. And on oh, top of yeah. that, it's it's this was something that they changed and did not mention at all to anyone. And I know that for a fact because there was a comment on the forums that said, yes, we tweaked the matchmaking and this is what we intended it to be. But we are taking feedback to help continue to tweak it in the future. And it's like, Okay, well, here's my feedback. Put it back to what it was because this sucks. <laughs> I mean, yeah. there 30 million galactic power. Where do you get galactic power from? Making your team stronger with better gear, yep. more stars, everything else, which means that other side has that many more teams, viable teams, to take out yours. So unless you are winning every single battle, the odds of you winning are just nil, you know? so Pretty much. I. You said we save for offense, but I like to call it the vacation strategy because basically we took it two days off and then it was it was nice and peaceful. Yeah, that's got true. our two Zetas and that was the end of it. Well, I really feel bad for the uh, Alliance Pie guys because I know a lot of them are really cool guys, but yeah, you know, on our side, it, it's 
Why? Why even attempt? Why bang your head against walls when you're yep. trying to do a heroic Sith raid and everything else? So Yep. And uh, yeah. one thing I'd like to see them do, if they're going to be doing this, like jumping people up in tiers, we should be getting the... what I think they're at like 165 million GP. We should be getting the loser no. rewards for 165 million GP guild, I feel like, if you're being put up against that you, they, they should at least or they should be getting 120 million rewards i mean they yeah if that's the way it's going you one side should move to the other yeah because it makes I no agree. sense yep why even have brackets at that point yeah. if this is the way it's supposed to be 100 percent agree so i don't know yep um all right so yeah like we said we are working on our first heroic Sith Raid, which is super exciting. We beat two of the Tier 6 ones, and we were quite a bit more efficient the second time. We kind of did a guild vote, and the majority, you know, ended up voting for attempting the Heroic Sith Raid. We figured, you know, what the hell, we might as well before, you know, before it gets, you know, buffed, or I guess it's not being buffed, where getting nerfed changed we'll just call it change change yeah the great sith change uh we figured we might as well <laughs> just at least go attempt it and see what the hell happens because this may be our only shot to get shards there for a little bit because we're kind of borderline on being able to beat it i think so yeah why not yeah yeah i don't we'll see what happens it's not I think we're halfway through phase two right now, 24 hours left, just kind of taking taking our sweet time at the moment, but uh, we're all learning and may, learning the mechanics a little better than tier six was even doing for us and just trying to maximize percentages and outputs and everything else. So even if we don't beat it this time, I think it'll be a pretty good indicator for us where we need to improve and yeah, so yeah, I we'll think- see. I think that's the biggest bad. thing is, you know, just figuring how figuring out how our current teams do. And that's something I want to talk about later is just some of these teams in the raids because it, there are a lot of people that I think um, were just kind of confused on the optimal team and what the team really needs to work. So um, we'll kind of maybe get into that a little bit later. But as for now, we'll go ahead and talk about what each of us did in Swaga this week. I spent 40 Zetas. 40! Holy. Crazy. Holy smokes, man. So, right after the last podcast, I ended up doing the second Zeta on Hermit Yoda. The one that when you give, uh, whenever a character with, oh god, what, Grandmaster's Training, if a character Mm -hmm. has that buff and they die, he gets 100% turn meter, that's, he gets that anyway, but the Zeta actually makes it to where it, uh, resets all of his cooldowns, so his heal and his uh, Grandmaster's training will be refreshed, ready to be used again. And the biggest reason I did that was because I was using a Boba lead with Kylo Ren and Hermit Yoda, along with I did Sabine and I don't remember who the other character was, but I was just kind of playing with those teams, and I was actually having some pretty good, pretty good success with Boba. Whenever you give him Grandmaster's training, because he has a special ability where he revives himself, and you could basically use him to kill the uh, side droids, the uh, whatever you want to call them, the side minions, 
and he can side get it. Sith. Side <laughs> Sith, yeah. He he can get his revive back almost immediately, and because he refreshes Hermit Yoda's uh, buff, he can throw that buff right back on Boba Fett, and that works really, really awesome. I was a huge fan of getting to use that. Um, I did some pretty nice damage with that. But the uh, the other Zeta that I spent was on, uh, well, Kylo Ren Unmasked. I dropped, uh, dropped a Zeta on his leader ability. He was like gear seven when I did it. I was sitting there. I was like, oh, I wonder I wonder how this would do instead of Boba and just hit the Zeta and did it. And then afterwards, I was like, oh, what did I do? Well, uh, <laughs> I was like, well, I spent Zeta on him. Might as well go all in. So I went ahead and took him to gear 12. I actually finished getting him to gear 12 today. And... Yeah, he is. He's pretty good. I loaded him up, loaded him up with health since he has that health steal and health recovery. I haven't got to use him much in the heroic raid yet. I tested a little bit in phase one, just playing around. But I'm going to use him here in one of these upcoming phases. Pretty excited. Did you? You did his leader ability then? Yes, that is correct. So that ga- gives him like some extra speed, some. Health and protection recovery for first order also adds an additional 15% crit damage, taking it from 25% to plus 40% crit damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Along with the health and protection regain, which is great. Yes. When they gain status effects, especially if they're getting all those advantages and yep. the other ones that they seem to get. So it works out well for them. Definitely makes it. Different. Yeah, that's the one definitely one I've been thinking about. I think I'm about I'm I think I'm at 54 mats right now so I'm Oh yeah. looking at what I want to put on next but Nice. We will see. Um and the last two things I did this week of note was I finally got Reaper to 7 stars. What? I was pretty excited. And the <laughs> other day I'll get mine to 6 star. That would be nice. Yeah. Well, yeah. It it's <laughs> it's it's a slow slog. going. Yep. I I got Bays at six star too, so I'm making progress on that front. But I didn't even know you were farming him. <laughs> I, yeah, surprisingly, you're going to be really impressed by this one, though. I unlocked a new character this week. You, you want to take a guess who? I don't even think I have to guess. I'm guessing his name is Wampa. If you guess Wampa, you are correct. Yeah, got me some Wampa unlocked. I literally haven't even used him yet, but. I got him unlocked, That's so a, maybe here pretty soon I'll get to play with him. It's a travesty. Yeah, mine was gear eleven within minutes. Yeah, that that doesn't <laughs> surprise me. Yeah, I, sp- I spent too much gear on crew. I spent the Zeta on him. I kind of had to throw gear on him, but uh, yeah, Wampa will probably be coming up here pretty soon. Everything's coming up, Wampa. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> All right, so what'd you do Fair this nice. week? Well, I'm finally to the point where I don't feel like there's much cantina left that I need to farm. Uh, Chirpa, I just got, I have, actually I'm down, when I wrote this I said I was two shards short. I only have one shard to go to get him to seven star, finally, because, you know, I'm always late to the party. But I'm trying to decide now, starting tomorrow, what do I want to do? Do I want, I'm thinking either Gar Saxon or ISC, but I'm, but the truth is, I don't see why I would need ISC ever before Gar Saxon. So I think the next person I'm farming hard is going to be Gar Saxon. You have either of those guys? 
I've I've got him unlocked because I used his ship a little bit there for a while, and I I really like his ship, but I don't love it. Well, okay, that's not true. I, I do love the ship, but I just don't love it enough to actually finish farming, um, you know, Super Commando and Gar. Yeah, well, I feel with the new the new mod store, I'm just gonna focus on Cantina characters and buy. But I've 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 refined my mod buying in the store to only buying things that have five speed because they pop up so much now. So if it has five speed on the secondary, then I'll buy it. But other than that, I won't. But that that's done me really well lately because all of mine have been, you know, most of the time, for the most part, ten or above speed. Which yeah. to me, anything above ten speed on a, as a secondary is good enough. So, 100% agree. Um, I'm glad I farm you brought the mods that up. in the mod store, and I, I'm gonna go after Gar Saxon now. But yeah, I think that the best way to use the mod store is to get those, those five, five speed secondaries because a, it's not very expensive if you have shards to refresh the, uh, to refresh the mod store. Yeah, so it's only crystals. fifteen crystals, yep. and you can usually find something nice in there with each refresh. Sure. And I I can't tell you how many speed arrows I've gotten since this happened. Oh yeah, they I, seem I to pop imagine. up like crazy, and I am loving it. So I, oh, I'm glad you mentioned mods because I was totally gonna put this in notes and I forgot. But I've gotten where I'm only buying gold mods just because it's. I mean, I I don't know. It's I, I just don't see a point in buying anything else at this point. I'm only looking for mods I really need, plus I'm getting kind of low on credits. I mean, I've been buying credits just because I need them. Uh, I didn't even... I had 18 million shipbuilding material, and then I went to buy a mod the other day, and I couldn't because I only had like 84,000. Had no idea I had spent that much currency. Then I started looking at my other (laughs) credits as well, and I've, I've been blowing it on mods, so then I was like, all right. All right, I am only buying gold mods with speed, um, unless there's like something that I feel like I must have. But I have gotten really, really strict with my mod purchasing. See, I like the i I like blues with five speed on them because I know that they can they might not they won't be able to get to twenty, but they can still get into the teens, into the at least the mid teens. So yeah, uh, and you know, with one out of two chance that it's going to update grade. You're at least going to have something higher than five speed on them mm-hmm. most of the time. So I mean, it just depends on how many credits I have. I started this with forty million when it started. I'm still at twenty because I'm being frugal with yeah. what I spend them on. But I've gotten a lot of good mods from there. So I'm just so skipping mod farming altogether, doing yep. it out of the store and farming cantina characters that I don't have yet. So yeah, I, I that's think, what I'm doing with that. I think that's a good idea. You think what? I think that's a yeah. really good idea. I got one mod that was like plus 17 speed this week. I was pretty happy. I think my second favorite thing that I did this week was play in phase two of the Sith raid. I think that's my favorite phase of this raid. I know that Scion has some bugs, maybe taking too much turn meter than he's supposed to. But man, really trying to maximize damage in that second phase for me is a ton of fun. Uh, I just, we had we're on phase two of the heroic raid right now, so let's say maybe an hour or two ago, I spent about an hour in there running my JTR team, 
and uh, I was able to get to three three point six percent, which isn't you know fantastic, but it's still pretty good. I think that, but that was my first time actually figuring out a really good strategy that was working for me. So I think the next one I'll be able to get even more than that. But I'm really enjoying that second phase of the heroic. So yeah. I've been playing that a lot this week. Nice. Every time it was up. Um, and then lastly, uh, I was doing tons of things in my newfound free time by not having to do Galactic War. Things like getting another beer, uh, changing an extra diaper to help my wife out, uh, washing dishes. All great things that I got to do now that I don't have to do Galactic War. So pretty excited about that. Yeah, you know what they say, happy wife, happy life. Uh, you should really yeah, be thinking CG at this point because they are just you know, <laughs> yeah. making your life so much better. <laughs> I am almost 100% positive that was the idea behind the change. They're like, oh, 20 minutes, that's the dishes in the sink. Let's just give them time back to do that. Nice. Yep, probably Way so. to go, CG. Hell yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right, next thing. Ah, oops. Strong with us, this update is Young Padawans. There have been some updates. And more updates coming next week that they've been talking about. <laughs> yes. Um, calling this the week of the hotfix. Yeah. Because a lot of, uh, a lot of news dropping this week that has has increased the salt everywhere. That's so, an understatement. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, we'll get into all this. I have thoughts and feelings about things, but, uh, I don't think that they're on the level that everyone else is at. So, um, let's start off with how, how this started this week. So basically someone found a way for stormtrooper Han to use the bonds of weakness ability by Treya to just continually feed turn meter to your team in an endless loop, meaning you could solo just massive ma- amounts of damage oh, in yeah. the heroic, in the tier six. It didn't matter where it was. You could pretty much solo phase three or parts of phase four, and it was crazy. So basically March 5th, I think this was probably the next day that everyone, after everyone was introduced to this, uh, CG Rydigs put out a post, basically said that a hotfix was coming to the game because of an unintended interaction between Treya and Stormtrooper Han. And uh, that kind of just um, percolated for a couple days. Everyone was just wondering what exactly that meant and what was going to happen. And then on March 7th, <laughs> CG Top Hat dropped the incoming Sith Triumvirate Raid Changes post that has been talked about like crazy this entire week. So we're going to go over that post and talk about our thoughts on it, as I'm sure everyone has talked about all week long. So why don't you... I'll read this little quote from the post to start out. Give us a good starting spot, okay? So... What they said is, and this is quoted, we regularly evaluate and update the current state of any raid. This regular evaluation can lead to changes 
such as tuning tweaks, adjustment of rewards, and bug fixes. As a part of this process, we actively look for interactions that undermine the spirit, that's in quotes, undermine the spirit of any new raid and decide whether or not we need to make changes to the raid to prevent them. Teams that can perform infinite loops within the first week of a release fall into this category of undermining design spirit. So that's how the post basically starts off, saying, this is why we're doing this. Uh, This is not supposed to be happening on a raid that is less than a week old. And I'm not going to... Okay, and from that very standpoint right there, I am going to say, I agree. The part I don't agree with is letting it slip through the cracks and actually happen in the live version of the raid. Because... I think I understand are, that there's a lot to go over to yep. make sure these things don't happen and things like this can happen, and that's why they have to make changes like this. Mm-hmm. But man, it would it would leave so much less room for people to be salty and upset about it if they never knew it even existed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I think so. There's two different sides. So just to kind of because everything that's going on is there are multiple teams and ways that they are altering the the raid and one of them obviously is a stormtrooper han i feel like that is a little bit more along the lines of clever theory crafting from the community that led to an exploitation of the raid them changing that for the most part, from what I've read, people get that and don't have a big issue with it. Like, that's fairly understandable. Like, you shouldn't be able to solo a phase in a brand new raid that just came out. Stuff's going to mm-hmm. get missed. I I mean, I don't, I, I don't recall either of the other two raids having an issue this severe, but... There's so many more characters, so many more combinations. Now the game's completely different now than it was when either of the other two raids came out, you know, over a year ago. But mm-hmm. I think one thing that is just surprising, so the Raid Jedi training, they are going to be nerfing the amount of damage that Exposed does in the raids. This part is frustrating. Because oh, you're just going all over the place, aren't you? Uh, I, I'm trying to stay on topic. I just think that this stuff is so tied together. And so next week, they're going to be changing the amount of damage that Exposed does in the raid. And I feel like this <laughs> is different because Raid Jedi training, that team is a synergistic team. It's not like a weird creative team that people came up with. It's a team that would have been tested, that would have been figured out. Like I, I, I would find it surprising if they didn't know that this that Ray Jedi training would do this much damage. I find that like quite surprising. And she's a hero character, you know, hero's journey character. She should be good in the raid. So I, I just, uh, it just seems really weird that they're gonna nerf her because. Of just how obvious that team should be, like that that should have been known. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think the stormtrooper Han thing would have been far more difficult to know previously, and all that. So, yeah, 
It's anyway. Go go ahead. Sorry, I, I went on a little bit of a tangent there, but well, we know what point uh, is really going to be emphasized when we get to it. But I wanted to go down the line, bullet point for bullet point, for what they mentioned for changes. And the first one starts with the um, stormtrooper Han fix. Yep. But here's the thing about the stormtrooper stormtrooper Han fix. It wound up being a just giant nerf bat to a long list oh, of people. Yes. So it's not just Stormtrooper Han, guys. It's uh, actually a nice little list here, including a character that just came out is still in packs that you can buy to get to 7-star and has already been nerfed a little bit as far as the raid goes. So Darth Trey's Bonds of Weakness will no longer trigger on damage abilities. So anything that would trigger when someone takes a bit of damage um, will no longer do that. So, for example, Kylo Ren's ability is being refreshed when he takes damage or the chance for that to happen. That won't be able to happen because of Bonds of Weakness. That's one thing that changed. Or Stormtrooper Han won't get that extra... um turn meter because yep. of those ticks there's just a and there's a long list of them so let me just list them off for you okay i can't tell you what each one of them does but each one of these characters are had an ability that on damage did something um stormtrooper han veteran smuggler han and veteran smuggler chewbacca who i think gained stacking offense or some kind of stat when they took damage until the end of their next turn mm-hmm. i think that's how they worked um kylo ren unmasked Commander Luke Skywalker, BB-8, Stormtrooper, Savage, Savage Press, Royal Guard, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Kylo Ren, Rey, Jedi Training, K-2SO, Death Trooper, Clone Wars Chewbacca, IG-100 Magna Guard, and Darth Sion. Darth Sion being the new character that people haven't even... I, I would assume not everyone has even decided yet whether they wanted to buy him to 7-star. But now here's a... Here's a drawback for those people that aren't PvP players and might be more PvE players as to why they wouldn't want to buy him. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. But all these characters had something that the extra that was happening during Bonds of Weakness that will not even happen anymore. Yeah, I'm really disappointed about the Kylo Ren because he was one that I was using with Crew or Boba Lead and was getting some pretty awesome damage. But I think a lot of that was because of Bonds of Weakness. You know, whenever you just get people hitting him over and over, he starts stacking those, you know, that invisible stacking offense. And, Mm -hmm. I I mean, I was getting him to crit for 150k on his special, and it's probably not going to be happening anymore, which is disappointing. Yep. It's always disappointing when... This is where it kind of annoys me too. We spent all that time in tier sixes to try a tier or a heroic, learning the mechanics, trying to figure out teams that worked well, not teams that were doing stormtrooper Han solo a whole phase damage, but doing damage in the raid that was good damage that made the team viable as a good option as opposed to the very prominent ones like troopers and Ray Jedi training. But teams that could be serviceable, right? Now you got to find out if they're even serviceable anymore or whether that whole idea is out the window. You got a whole week of theory crafting that was done 
that pretty much just drops and you got to start all over. So that and and taking out parts of kits like this, it just makes it I don't know, it it devalues the characters to me and it really is an disappointing. Yeah, for sure. I guess. So, especially and this and this is the part that it, it has really bugged people. Uh, a lot of people put gear and zetas and certain things on the characters because they knew it was working for them. Yeah. And That's now it might part. not work at all. Yeah. So pretty much anything you did in that time now might be worthless. Not worthless. That's dramatic. But it might be harder or less important than you intended it to be by spending those important resources. Yeah, for so. sure. That's, I mean, that that part just really sucks. Uh so I, I've seen a lot of people that were complaining about that. You know, they've spent Zetas and other gear on char- characters specifically to exploit some of this stuff. And now it's, you know, not going to be that great. Yeah, exactly. Um, Mentioned in the, uh, mentioned in the chat, talking about they did this with Barris too. Um, Barris was a bug, but I do believe it was Barris that when they changed her and fixed the bug, they gave out the 20 Zeta mats, right? Yep. And that's only happened once. I mean, they've never done anything else. They dipped their toe in that one time with the Zeta refund, and that was it. Um, And haven't done it since. And I I remember there was one like. I remember there was one like a month later that you wanted a refund for, but I can't remember what it was. I think it was, I feel like it was Kylo. It was. But I can't remember. Yeah. Because right, remember a, right after I zated Kylo, they made it to where uh, healing immunity prevented protection recovery. And mm. yeah, I was really just not happy about it. Because I literally spent the Zade on him like the week before. It was, I, I think it was like uh, three or four days after I beat the galactic war with just Boba and Kylo that they announced that I was quite frustrated. <laughs> I, it's all coming back to me. We've done enough episodes that it's hard to remember things, but that was over a year me, ago. Now I remember. Now. That's been a long time. Yeah. It's, it's been a, a while. Indeed. A while. So the next one is not one that affected me or more than maybe five people in our guild, but that was a nerf to the Newt Cheese team. I call it the Newt Cheese team. I There might be other teams that it worked for, but uh, specifically Acolyte with uh, Zombie, that team was able to do last well past Enrage on Treya um, because of the... Zombie continually getting uh, taunt and Acolyte being stealth. So they nerfed that one so that when Treya enraged, she would debuff all enemies and add a unresistible and undispellable buff immunity debuff. So pretty much she could hit whoever she wants and kill them within a couple moves on her enrage. So the part that I found cheese teams are out. The part that I found funny about this was the fact that uh, 
all the other raids have this after Enrage. They have a healing immunity or a buff immunity. They have something along those lines that's locking that completely prevents you from doing anything additional. And it was kind of weird that the new raid didn't already have that in place. I thought that was odd. Yeah, it is pretty interesting because, you know, you get the health health recovery down or health healing immunity that they put out in the heroic AT. Um, I don't know. I think it's healing immunity also in Rancor. But every time I hit Enrage on tier six, uh, they were just hitting harder. There were no buffs, debuffs. So it's in, it was interesting that that wasn't in there. But they're not getting heal. Treya's not getting heal immunity. She's getting buff immunity. But I assume she'll still be hitting hard. Um, there's no healer on Newt Cheese, so it's not going to keep them alive any. And it, the team really just doesn't work the way it's supposed to without the stealth and everything else. But uh, it's pretty interesting that that wasn't there to begin with. Yeah, for sure. Uh, um, the one the other thing with the newt cheese is it, it's probably dumb to have assumed or thought that they weren't aware of the newt cheese team at all because people have been using that for um, arena territory well, wars to get easy offensive wins and you know well, they've never said anything about it or wanted to change it but they're only changing it for the raid so it's interesting they're totally fine with it in Arena and Territory Wars. Well, you forget. You start doing it in that new raid. They kind of they kind of already fixed this in the Heroke AT raid, actually. You remember, what, four, four or five months ago, maybe? Whenever there was some sort of team, I think it was with Jawas. Nutini. Yeah, 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 Nutini team. <laughs> uh, yeah, that team kind of exploited the Heroke AT, and they nerfed that because... Of, you know, the Spirit of the Raid thing, and then, you know, we still have that again. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, you, for sure. You know what would be awesome? What's that? They should let people like the Game Changers. I, I know they didn't get to play this at all before it came out, but, or at least that that's my assumption. I don't know if they got to in, like, the days before, but, you know, whenever they went out to Capital Games... They just seen a video about it didn't actually get to play it. If they would let them play it some, because I feel like that would eliminate a lot of these. Because they're very, like, you know, most of us kind of in the content creation for this game are pretty familiar with how most of these teams work. And that would mm-hmm. be a chance to get, you know, players in the raid early to kind of maybe help eliminate some of these issues. Um, oh, no doubt new T or not new teeny, but the new cheese team would have been at least tried. Oh yeah, for sure. So, yep. I'm with you there. That makes sense. So the last one we kind of already talked about, but I'm going to bring it up again and we can go a little more in depth on it because there were some parts that you didn't even touch on as far as the overall arcing change that this is, but Expose. So they it and I. I'm gonna say this up front, so we can go into this knowing what side at least I'm on. I am not, as far as the Sith raid goes, I am not 100% against this, and I'll tell you why as we go. So from there, 
They say that Expose is doing a stifling amount of damage and stifling other teams from finding a competitive place inside the Sith Triumvirate raid. So, everybody knows that when we started this raid on Tier 6, every single phase you could use JTR if it was refreshed and she would be amazing, right? Mm-hmm. For sure. Anyone else, any other team put in there after her, not even half of that damage that you would get out of her if it was optimal damage from her was the best another team would do. So Troopers is the next best team in this raid, in my opinion, with Thrawn. And they were only doing half of what she was doing. And that's with Deathmark, another ability that does percentage damage to the boss based on their health pool. Yep. This. So basically, from the outset of this raid coming out, there were two teams doing really well and a lot of other teams that were having trouble. And those two teams that were doing really well have percent based damages. Yep. Um, so nerfing this. So they're, I keep saying nerf. I don't want to say nerf because it sounds so negative, even if that's what it is, but they are changing exposed to do less percentage damage to the raid. So, Okay. Before we go into that, I'll read the next few points and then we can talk about why I don't think it's too terrible or why I'm hopeful. So okay. next thing is they're changing the amount of health exposed damage is in all raids. They're not just changing Sith Triumphant. All these other changes were to the Sith Triumphant raid. This exposed change is going between Pit, Heroic AAT, or sorry, Pit, AAT, and Sith Triumphant. So yep. exposed across all raids is getting a decrease in total damage. Now, one thing about this is this set off a lot of people as far as, you know, them being upset that they're nerfing the, you know, the AAT raid over this. And they're not. Um, (laughs) I mean, I guess technically it kind of are. Uh, Pulled some numbers just uh, from chatting with people, some stuff I did, some stuff someone else did. So, uh, in our heroic a- or sorry, heroic Sith raid, um, Bedor, one of our guildmates, using uh, Ray Jedi training team, did eight and a half percent of phase one, and I think he said thirty three percent of his damage came from exposes. The other sixty seven percent was from the raw damage of the characters. In, I think I did 7%, and I was at 50% of my damage coming from exposes, and the other 50% coming from raw damage. Now, whenever we go back to the Heroic AAT raid, uh, there was there was somebody that was really worried about this in our Discord chat, so... I mentioned, hey, you know, go look at your raid damage with your resistance team and see how much damage you're actually doing with Exposed, you know. Look at the total damage you do and then look at the combined amount of the characters. And what they figured out was on their 16 million run, only 1.5 million of that damage was actually from Exposed. That is a very, very small percentage. It's less than 10%. And Mm -hmm. so that is a significant difference versus the Sith raid. So that is primarily a nerf on the Sith raid that stair steps down to all the other raids, but it's going to have a very, very small marginal effect on the other raids. So, I mean, if they, 
even if they cut it down in half on that 16 million run, it would be costing him like 700,000 damage, which isn't a huge amount. It's probably not going to make that much of a difference in that raid versus the Sith raid where it's going to make a far bigger difference. Right, and I, I don't think it's going to cause anyone to not be able to beat Heroic AT. So Agreed. basically what will happen is if people are using the same teams to beat that raid, everyone's damage is going to go down. So wherever you're placing your rank-wise probably won't be changing that much unless someone else is using a, just a completely different Phase 2 team or Phase 4 team that's not being lowered in damage. They might sneak up closer to you or pass you a little bit, but it's not going... Just by raw numbers, it's not going to be as big of a deal as far as AAT goes as it will be for the Sith raid. Yep. So, very good uh, information there and kind of puts it all in perspective that I don't think people really thought about. Um, and the last the last note I had on this was, realizing that change will affect overall balance, this is the part that makes me hopeful, Okay. okay. Realizing that change will affect overall balance of the Sith raid, we we will be lowering the health of the raid slightly to bring it more in line with intended design. And I'm missing some words here. I I got to go find this post because okay. Um. Well, why there you, were parts of it that. Yeah, go ahead. Say what you were going to say. I'll find what I'm looking for. Uh, yeah, I've, a few things kind of about this is. So, if you lower the total amount of damage in a specific phase, like they're talking about doing, yes, while they're nerfing the exposed damage, so you're not going to be doing as much damage from exposed, like a, you know, a 40,000 hit from Ray or whatever is now actually going to be a higher percentage of damage of that phase. So, that is going to, that's going to even balance out the amount of damage that you're doing from raw damage of the characters versus. Uh, percent health effects it's going to balance that even more so you know like Bedor, for example rather than getting 33 percent of his damage from exposes this may drop it down to 15 or 20 percent which is probably more in the line that they really want to be in which will still be decent and if the total health of the phase is lowered will still be significant yeah so I found the wording that I w I didn't write into our notes, but that is, and this is the part that makes me happy and hopefully is what happens. But it says, our initial data indicated that Expose is stifling other teams from finding a competitive place in the Sith Triumphant raid. Remember what I said about two teams that were good, mm -hmm. right? Yep. I said, RJT, top tier. Troopers, second. Everything else, Kind of hard to deal with, you know? So what makes me hopeful here is that I want it to be adjusted health-wise in a way, which I don't know if this this adjustment to health will fix anything of what I want beyond needing maybe tenacity, being at 100% on some of these characters to go down. So there's a chance you land debuffs. Yeah. But my idea is that this will bring characters and teams closer together so that when you're going to beat your heroic raid for the first time, not everyone's waiting for everyone with RJT to finish off the first two phases Good point. so that they can actually attack. So you can say, all right, if you can do this percentage, no matter what team, because a lot of teams are viable, some are better than others, 
as with every raid, but there are teams that are viable other than the two main ones. That's what I'm hoping that this accomplishes. Whether it does or not will be remain to be seen, but my hope and idea is that this brings more competitive balance to the types of teams that work in this raid. Now, obviously, we're, they're talking about health change. They're not talking about mechanic change or anything of that nature in their post. But once this does go live, I'm hoping that we see something that that makes what they said true about stifling other teams. Because the only way beyond lowering health to unstifle teams is to make them work the way that their kits are supposed to work. Like, something I've been saying all week. One of the biggest team composition things that they've been doing lately is debuffs, right? If your your debuffs do this for your team. For example, Emperor Palpatine. Emperor Palpatine lead in the raid is meh. Why? You're not landing debuffs. You're not gaining turn meter. Yep. It's really not doing nothing for you. Yeah. And a lot of the a lot of the recent teams have been debuff central. So or centric. So if you, if you can't land a single debuff in the raid, half these new teams that have been introduced into the game don't even become viable in the raid. So there's got to be something that there that makes it if if it's just a potency check, let's say. So if they dropped it from 100% tenacity down to 50 or 75 even. If you were to build your team with potency to actually have a chance to land your debuffs and make the team viable, at least then you have a shot of building the team the way you want it to make it work. But at the way it is now, you cannot even do that. It's at least in certain phases. Yeah. So something's got to change at least. Uh, but my hope is that more teams are available. Yeah, me too. I mean, that that would be a big success if they could actually, if they would adjust some of those things and make more teams viable. I know people have been really irritated about the way phase one works. Um for reasons besides that but for for me that's the frustrating thing is the inability to do any debuffs whatsoever to just be able to make so many teams do anything it's just um you know if they would fix that that would really open up people's rosters and you know just i I think balance it out more uh because that was the thing with heroic aat was two percent get your two percent per phase that was it with this rate, it's mm-hmm. a little bit different in that so far, you ha- it's like you have, you know, 40-50% of your guild clearing this phase, and then another 30% of the gear- guild clearing this phase. It's not 50 people working together to clear each phase, so. And, and, and to that point, those 30 and 20 in those different phases all would require a JTR. And how many people, how many guilds have people that don't have JTR? I mean, that was a hard farm. It was. If you didn't spend money, it was even harder to get them ready to get JTR. There's just a lot of people that don't have the strongest character for this raid ready to go to play with. So not having other decent teams to at least try to get maybe a notch or two down below her in the raid to at least attempt with what you have before she comes back um, is just rough for all those other guilds. Yeah, for sure. So public service announcement, though, for everyone listening, including my guild, if you're listening, get your veterans now. 
Because no, we don't know when she's coming back, but you do not want to miss her a second time. Especially with what she's doing in the raid. Even after what happens next week. You're going to want her. So if you're not farming now, you better start because you are going to want her. Yep, for sure. Uh, I mean, she's one of the most important characters in the game. You, you need BB-8. I mean, you should be farming for First Order anyway just to get BB-8 because he is far and away probably the best raid character in the game. So, yeah. And, and, and it's even easier now. I mean, the two hardest characters to farm for... Yeah. BB-8 the first time around was Stormtrooper and uh, TIE, TIE Fighter. Yep. TIE Fighter's in Fleet Shop, so he's not as hard now. Stormtrooper's still just three hard nodes. But you still now have TIE Fighter, with his or the Special Forces TIE Fighter, with his own spot in the guild store. So that's an easy farm. You have um, Crew on a 10 Energy Cantina node which is where the other Kylo is as well, but Kylo is also shows up in guild currency, so you can get him from there as well while you're farming one or the other. And uh, it's just easier than ever to get the First Order to get your BB-8. So you need to get that, get your BB-8, get those veterans, get your JTR, and be good to go um, to help your guild out that way. Indeed. No, so... So all, all these changes are supposed to occur next week. So if you're borderline heroic, you better get done before then because after that, you're probably not going to have as much luck. But we'll see. I mean, this is something we're going to stay on top of and kind of pay attention to. We're, we're going to talk a little bit more later about teams, but I'm sure next week we'll be discussing it again after you know the changes get made. I mean, this is going to be a recurring a, to- a reoccurring topic here for a couple weeks, I'm sure. Um, the other thing happened this week were the game outages. There were people, uh, apparently on the 7th and then today on the 9th, there was, um, what are you pointing at me for? I'm pointing at me. Why? Because I'm one of these people. Oh, you were, well, you should be telling us about this then. Cause I did not have oh. this issue. Okay. So well, I didn't have this issue on the 7th, but I had it today. I was not able to log in on my emulator. I was not able to log in on my Android phone. I was not able to log in on my iPad. I was not able to log in on my Chromebook. And I wasn't able to log in on my iPhone. So my two my two accounts, Jeez. no single way for me to get into the game. Everything was stuck at the checking for updates part of the loading screen. And I could not get into the game from 8.30 a.m. till about 1 p.m. Wow, that's a bummer. So, as you know, our Territory War strategy we mentioned was vacation mode. So it really didn't matter that I missed the end of the Territory War. But holy crap, if you were in a close Territory War and your guild was counting on you to get some damage in, this was pretty widespread. I know a lot of people that were hit by this. And if you were trying to get your last bit of battles in for the Territory War that might have pushed you over the edge, that just... Nope, didn't happen. That's a bummer. Couldn't, there was just no way to log in. I tried every single way, couldn't get in, and it was just utterly impossible. The first time I've ever encountered this since I played this game, but super, super obnoxious. Yeah, I can imagine. So, I'm glad I didn't have the issue. It was appearing to happen to most people on Wi-Fi. Not sure what the deal is with that. 
But uh, yeah, brutal. We ended up getting 500 guild event currency and 150 crystals. So it's basically a day of regular energy refreshes that you get for free. So that's pretty cool. But um, yeah, not too bad. Especially for people like no. me who weren't affected. Like, woo! <laughs> yeah, free for you. It's I got to play and I got free stuff. <laughs> that works for you, man. No I'm happy for you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, of course, of course. So this the next topic. I don't really have a uh, I don't have a sound drop for. However, I have an idea for a sound drop for things like this. Based on something that some idiot said last week on the podcast, <laughs> it'll be good. Just wait. Uh, so the next thing we're going to talk about is just kind of Sith Raid in general uh, and the rewards. People are really bitter about the rewards. I, for one, am over the moon excited. I love this reward structure, and I'm going to convince you that it's amazing. Good luck, because that's going to be real hard. All right. Now, uh, first thing, I kind of wanted to talk about strategies just a little bit. Um, Especially the RJT team. Like, I've talked to so many people this week that have been having serious issues with getting RJT to work in Phase 1 and Phase 2. So I primarily just kind of wanted to talk about that team a little bit and what makes it work and how to use it. This okay. th- this team needs health equalization. Cherit, Barris, Hermit Yoda. Like, I, I think you have... You, okay, you don't have to have one of these characters, but it makes life so much easier. So... Uh, Where? Where are you talking about? Phase one. Okay. RJT. I was going to say, I don't need it in phase two. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, so th- you, don't, you don't really need it in phase two, like you said, because Scion, his damage actually knocks off your protection. Darth Nihilus, his actually knocks off your health, which can be a big, huge issue if you don't have a healer. Uh, so I'd like yeah, to, for sure. I'm going to go back to Bedor's run and kind of compare it to my run that I had this week. So his run, he used RJT with BB-8, uh, Hermit Yoda, Ray Jedi training, or sorry, Scavenger Ray and Resistance Trooper. I tried using that team and I had complete and total hell. I, I couldn't do anything. So I kept having Ray or Resistance Trooper die. And mm-hmm. I think this team is probably one of the better ones for getting maximum damage, but the problem is you don't have any control. Ray and Resistance Trooper have such small health pools that it's really easy for them to get knocked out. It, you know, when it, after he does Zaoe, if he attacks one of them, yes, you can give them foresight, but it doesn't quite do enough to really help them. I had a lot better success by dropping either Ray or Resistance Trooper. I actually dropped Resistance Trooper and threw an R2. And you can use R2 to control who gets attacked. And also, if you have his uh, number crunch Zated, which you absolutely should if you have R2, it gives them enough health to 
actually survive some of those attacks so that Hermit Yoda can get back around to healing them up. And I, I just think the consistency that R2 provides, you probably won't get as much max damage, but you won't sit there for three hours banging your head against the wall trying to get a good solid run. Um, phase one can be kind of a pain in the ass, just the way it works. So you have Darth Nihilus, you know, doing his force strain, which if you're debuffed, which if you use the basic, he's, you get debuffed automatically. So like, you know, BB-8 assist, if you call someone into assist, they all end up getting that debuff. I think it's defense down. And then you have a 100% chance of getting your cooldowns increased on the AoE. So that can be just so frustrating. And you really have to pay attention because he can go twice. You know, he goes twice in a row. So you have to pay attention to the Annihilate. There's the chance of going the third time and all that stuff. And it's... I don't think it's overly complicated. But you have to pay attention to the Annihilate. What's weird, though, is Annihilate seems to be the last special he uses. He will call back the minions or use Force Strain again before he will use Annihilate. So if you know that uh, the minions is coming back up and he's going to do Force Strain first or Basic Attack first or something, you can probably save your Unbreakable Will until the following turn, but you don't want to go too far and, you know, end up getting Annihilated. There's a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of paying attention that you need to do and kind of be expecting what he's going to be doing in his upcoming turns because the number of debuffs on your character whenever he has Force Strain, that really matters. And the number of, you know, just paying attention number of cooldowns whenever Annihilate's getting up because he goes twice in a row. And that can really, really screw you. So... Uh, you know, kind of pay attention to those things whenever you're doing phase one, and I think you'll be in a lot better position. I've I've taken some videos of some of my phase one runs. I may end up making a video about it if, you know, the team's still pretty good after the rework, which it should be. Sounds smart. Yeah, I like... I don't know, man. I'm really enjoying phase two. I think I already said it, but uh, it's just just more interesting to me, and it's not impossible. <laughs> yeah, Nihilus just drives me nuts. Yeah, but if you pay enough attention to Sion and what he's doing, it's pretty easy to keep him from getting stacks of bonds of weakness on himself. Bonds of weakness is that what it's called? Uh, bonds, bonds of pain. Cycle bonds of, of pain, pain and bonds of cycle of cycle. pain and cycle of suffering. Yes, it's hard. it's pretty easy to keep him from getting those quickly yep. with uh, R2 and uh, his stealth and getting uh, foresight up on people. It's just a way you can manipulate that with that team is just a lot of fun to me. Of course, if you screw it up, you go, it goes downhill real fast. But oh, yeah. You make all the right moves and uh, you can do a lot of damage. With I was using JTR, BB-8, R2... Uh, Ray Scavenger and Resistance Trooper. So, and uh, I re- really need to get Resistance Trooper to gear 12 because he's just at gear 11, he's just so squishy. 
He is. I know it won't be that much less squishy at Gear Twelve, but it will be. It will be better, and well, he's just—he's always the first person killed every time. So, cycle of pain, you know, does help damage, and that's kind of where it kind of gets you. You do it without a healer, so why don't you kind of tell us a little bit more, kind of your strategy? How often do you clear cycle of pain and cycle of suffering to keep from taking too much damage when you use an ability? So, I. <laughs> Maybe I'm doing it wrong. Maybe I could get better damage, but when I, I don't let I don't let myself get to cycle of suffering on any of my characters. So if I see someone with four on them and it's a good time to use Soothe, I use it then. That way I don't end up getting that because it adds to his uh counter chance and a couple other things on him. Um so I try to keep that off. So about four stacks, I'll soothe people unless they have an ability that I really need to use, like um, Illuminated Destiny or let's say he put it, put the offense up on himself and I want that gone or any of those moves that I just absolutely have to do rather than worry about soothing at the moment, especially ones that don't attack him, like... Uh, Illuminate Destiny. I wouldn't get a stack for that. So if I'm at four, I'm not going to soothe myself to clear it because he's not hitting him. So there's no chance he's going to get another stack. But if I'm at four, I usually do it that way. I can build him back up, get the offense from those those stacks as I keep going, but never um, add extra offense and all that other crap that he gets from suffering to him. Uh, the other thing is... Um, Using R2's stealth as often as I can every time it comes up and it looks like he's about to take a turn. So as long as as uh, as long as stealth isn't going to wear off on any of my characters before he takes his turn, that usually gets it to where R2 will, uh, or whoever I put the stealth on, or don't put the stealth on but put the force set on, whoever it is, they'll miss, he'll miss an attack and not get a stack of bonds of, or not bonds, but cycle of pain Mm -hmm. so he'll miss that one if he goes again he's only using two turns so now the next one has a 50 percent chance of adding a cycle of pain to him so there's really only a 25 percent chance every turn he takes if someone has foresight and they're force taunt taunted with like r2 does there's only really a 25 percent chance every time he finally gets to take a turn for him to get a stack of cycle of pain. So being able to do that with R2 every time, right before he takes a turn, keeps his damage down, keeps his counter down, keeps pretty much everything down on him and lets your guys continue to take turns. So it works out really well. As I keep going, I'll probably figure out ways to manipulate cycle of suffering on my higher damage characters a little more. But right now, if if I have it on my guys, he just hits them so hard that they all pretty much die. If it's yeah. resistance trooper or ray scavenger, so I try to keep him from doing that. And I got three point eight percent today, phase two. I think that's what I settled on. So nice, not terrible, not the best, but better than I've done. So I was happy with it. So tell me about rewards. 
I want right. to know why you think that you can convince me that this is good. Okay. Uh, what approximately do you get for, say, finishing, say, I'll use second place, for example. So our first tier six Sith raid, I finished second place. And I've got a list of those rewards that I'm going to go over. So what do you get from a heroic AAT second place reward box? Good question. I don't know. So if I recall correctly... Off the top of my head, at least. If I recall correctly, you get approximately 15 salvage of one piece, 15 salvage of another piece, and 40 salvage of a third piece, pretty much. With a chance of getting full gear, you know, each of those three times. So each piece of gear has whatever statistical chance of getting a full full gear drop. Now, the part of the problem with these raids is the godforsaken boomboxes. I, I know <laughs> boomboxes aren't heroic AAT, but you get my point with the raid... Everybody seems to have that piece of gear that they get stacked up on. Like the Mark IV hollow projectors. I got like 500 of them. What What do I need 500 of those bloody things for? I have no idea. So that for me was the biggest thing I wanted fixed. I don't want any more of that. I'm sick and tired of getting overwhelmed with one piece of gear that I'm never going to use. Give me the gear to buy what I need or diversify. One of those two. You know what they did mm-hmm. in the Sith raid? They diversified like crazy. And that's... <laughs> Which would be great if you weren't getting two pieces of salvage for two days of raid. Okay. Well, glad you said that. Why don't we talk about what two pieces of salvage really is? So, Garbage. Why? Two pieces of salvage for that much work? Give me a break. Okay. That's why. And the chance, even if it's a higher chance for full pieces, does not excite me because they do not happen as often as people want them to happen. Okay, so on the lower tiers of Sith Raid, you still get two pieces of gear, two pieces of salvage for each piece that you get. Now, I think on the lower Hurok AAT, you get ten pieces. I think at some point it gets down to seven or eight pieces, I think. Is uh forty through fifty seven? I think. We'll Maybe u- we'll use ten. So, if you get ten pieces of salvage on a part that requires fifty, that's twenty percent. You're getting twenty percent of a piece. Now, if you get two salvage on these, two salvage of something that requires only thirty, that is. A 6.67%. So... And how many pieces are there of that? You only get two of them a raid. Mm, no, I believe you get quite a bit more than that. The yellow pieces, you get two. So, for those two pieces, two pieces means a lot. But what about the rest of them where you're looking for way more than that? Um, I'm trying to see if I have my rewards from the last uh, raid. No, I only have them from the one where I finished second. They're the only ones I screenshot. So, this is what I got in for placing second in the tier 6 of the Sith raid. 
And keep mm-hmm. in mind, I did not get a single full piece. As far as the mm-hmm. new gear, um, the health pack that gives all the extra health, I got three of those. That is 10% of what I need for that. I got... I'm going to pull up on my phone as well because I actually I wrote it down in the chat, but it's kind of hard. So I got two of the gold pieces that's like the little... It looks like a microprocessor. I got two of those. That's 6.67% of a piece. So that is two of those difficult pieces. That's five total that I've gotten there. And uh, I'm only talking about just those 30 pieces needed. Then I got three Mm -hmm. bayonets and three of the uh, goggle-looking deals. That's six. That is 11 pieces of gear for that, for those. So... Mm -hmm. 11 divided by 30, which is how many you need, that is 36.67% of a piece of gear that you get for that raid. Not only that, but you have four times as many chances to get a fully crafted piece because of the way it's split up. And you also have the benefit of not getting overwhelmed with a specific piece because you're getting multiples. But not only that... All the other stuff that I got, I got um, some Mark IV holo projectors. I got some Mark VIII electro binoculars. I got eight pieces of salvage of the, uh, oh, what do you call it? The uh, Mark VI furnace. I got two of the Mark VII uh, disc. Two of the Mark VII, um, what are they called? Balls, the... Uh, thermal detonators. Um, so, like, two of the thermals, that gets me 5% of the way to the next piece. If I'm getting f- 5% of a piece multiple times, you're getting right around that same percentage that you get on the Rogue AT. I actually got 109 total salvage, which is basically enough for two full pieces of gear that I got from salvage. But because of the amount that they gave me, you have that many more opportunities to get full gear, and you you have the diversification, so you're not getting overwhelmed with the single pieces of gear. Do you really think that is not better than getting 40 pieces of one salvage and, you know, 8 to 10 to maybe 15 pieces of salvage of something else? Like just getting two pieces of gear from the Heroic AAT? So let's do some more math. How many of these raids would it take if you don't get a magic full piece for you to get a full piece? And convert that to weeks. Um, okay, sure, let's do that. So, uh, like, so I got three of the health packs. That's 10% of the way there. So I would have to get three health packs... 10 different times, so I haven't done the math on how many raids you can do per week, but you would have to get that. Well, let's say ours are still, Tier 6 has taken two and a half days, and then you'll need a day between there to build, you don't even need the day between there to do tickets. So let's just say two and a half times 10. Two and a half times 10, that's 25 days, so Mm -hmm. three weeks to build one piece? Uh, well... Not to build one piece, but to build 
what, like seven pieces, seven different pieces. Okay, but how many of these pieces also need other pieces to go with them to build them? Most of them. Or how, how many of, of these are need, standalone pieces? Mo- most of them do need other pieces, but that's not any different than any of the other raids. So the heroic AT raid, if you look at shoot, what what are the rewards from there? Um, say the uh, Mark Three Bakta gels, like those where mm-hmm. you need uh, you need some stun cuffs in there. You need all this other crap that you never get from the raids. You're getting that one salvage. It's yeah. I, I, I mean, so, um, like, say the health pack, for example, uh, is 70 total pieces. But it's bro- it's broken out into different parts. So, not only are you getting multiple chances to get all of that stuff, you know, the, uh, what, whatever it is, the, uh, the stun guns that you need, not stun guns, the syringes that you need, and the... Health pack. I, I can't remember if that's exactly what the combination is. But mm-hmm. I think when you break break it down like that, you're actually getting a little bit better amount of gear per raid. I know the number looks smaller, but it's because you're getting more pieces. And also, these pieces don't require as much stuff to craft a piece of gear either. Yeah, I, I'm just playing ball the other side here. I could see advantages to this this system, but I still see advantages to the other one as well. I would rather, in a box, have one slot have an option of four pieces, so 25% chance of getting the... Well, without it factoring in drop rates inside of that box, but a 25% chance of getting almost all of what I need in one raid for one piece, as opposed to knowing I'm going to have to wait three weeks to get all these pieces. It's just, if I have a chance every three days to get what I need completely to finish a piece, I would much rather have that piece then than wait all that time. How how are you doing on Especially for reward. How are you doing on droid callers? Go ahead, tell me. Terrible. Really? Why? So you're guaranteeing me droid callers with this new system? No, what I'm telling you... So you're telling me that you'd rather have a shot at getting 40 pieces of droid collar, which you clearly need, rather than getting a sure, say, what would it be? Um, what? Ten, say five pieces. You'd rather get... You'd rather not get the say five pieces of furnace disc and droid collar rather than um, you know having a chance at getting uh, what forty pieces. No, I I would rather be able to gear my players now and have the chance to do that than have to wait three weeks. Ugh. Yes, yeah, I think you are insane, but. Um... That's okay I, because a lot I, of other people are on my side. Yeah, I well, I think it's because people don't look at the percentage of a piece of gear that you're getting and the amount of stuff that it takes to craft it. It's you you are getting a less uh percentage of a piece of gear to create it, but they also um you also don't need quite as many. You're getting 
a wider variety of a wider variety of gear and you know you're also not getting screwed out of still needing stun guns and draw or stun cuffs and all that other crap that's impossible to get anyway let's talk about what i do like about rewards love the new reward system just i love the tray of shards system really because a it's it's not like pit so if you're in the last little area you're not getting two han shards or two tray of shards 30 to 50 is everyone getting five, which is only one less than everyone in Heroic AT. And then on top of that, you have uh, more incentive from your guild members to fight to get to the top where you're going to get more to unlock her faster. So in the in the times when you, no one has her at seven star yet, it keeps people engaged wanting to do better because they will get more shards. And to me, that makes it more... It makes it better because seeing with AAT, once once you're in a spot where if you're not getting in the top three, a lot of people don't worry about doing anything or just don't even, you know, they know they're going to get their six. But at least in this way, past 30 or above 30, you're getting more shards. So you're going to unlock quicker. And I like the way that uh, the tray of shards are done because it'll keep competitive people more uh, competitive and wanting to get higher so i like i like the way the tray of shards are done and i won't say i don't i hate the gear thing your points are very valid and they make sense and i do like the idea of getting more than one uh, full piece in a, a raid and you know do know you're going to get pieces but um i like both systems so but as far as tray goes i like the way that they did the tray of shards it's not as bad as the pit but it's not, um, it's not the same as the uh, tank raid. So, yeah. Hmm. I'm not sure how I feel about it. Uh, it's it's still diversified, but the bottom end isn't quite as bad, which I like. Um, it, you still won't have that same, just camaraderie of you know general kenobi day like because so much of the guild got all those shards like that was the most exciting day in the entire game for me was general kenobi day for the shattered order but they've replaced that so that's why i don't mind this because when you unlock an extra star in territory battle for the first time, or you are able to go on a streak of territory war wins as a guild, those things matter as a guild, and they feel good. So those feelings are still there in a different area, but now they've changed these rewards to a way that keeps it competitive, but not so competitive that the people at the bottom are missing out and everything. And the reason I say that as a person that is at the bottom a lot, I sleep during the day after work, and our raids are right in the middle of the morning. So half the week, I'm going to be missing these raids anyway. But when I, when I, uh, you can best believe that when I can do the raid, I'm going to be fighting for the top as much as I can. But at this way, it doesn't punish you so much for being at the bottom, but it also provides incentive when you can raid to try to do your best and be at the top. That is definitely true, it does. 
So I like it. I like the way the tray of shards are. Yeah. I, uh, I, I'm certainly not opposed to it. Like I'm fine with it, but I don't know that I like it better than the journal Kenobi, but I'm not really, you know, that opinionated one way or the other on that whole aspect. (laughs) So I just had to shift the comments. Well, I had to get off the gear thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like all the gear, all these gear rewards for everything lately has just been underwhelming. Yeah, I mean, I can I can see your point, but uh, yeah, no, I'm when you when you concede immediately when there is a wall in front of you because your territory wars for rewards for second place are just as good almost as the first place, then you know. All right, doesn't really matter that much. So why beat our head against the wall for first place rewards when we'll just get second, which are just as good? Yeah. So. Yeah. So. I know you don't have a bumper for this next part, do you? Um, no, but I'll play this. Hey, boys. Do you have any tips for us less experienced players? So uh, I got a. Very big, big tip here. I'm sure you do. Very big tip. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. All right, so I wanted to talk about something that really intrigued me and has not, I haven't seen it anywhere. Now, maybe we'll see it this week if we can talk to our game changer friends if they want to see if they can try it out, but, uh, that is something that was brought up to us by Luke's dad in the Discord. He joined up today in the Discord, popped in because he wanted to ask about this team and if anyone had tried it. And uh, it really intrigued me. And I know what you've talked. Oh, excuse me. I know that you've <laughs> talked about it in the past. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, I know you've talked about it in the past. So Bedor and I have done take it away. quite a bit of, you know, discussions back and forth, kind of theory crafting this idea and, you know, if it would actually work or not. And I definitely think it has some potential. There's no doubt about that. And I wish I had the extra days to go ahead and just test it and see. But with all these Empire teams, you got all the all these debuffs running around. And, you know, those debuffs can kind of be a pain in the ass. And, you know, they'll get to you. So, mm-hmm. what's the solution? Well... You start doing a little bit of theory crafting, and here is what you come up with. Grand Master Yoda. His leader ability is called Grand Master's Guidance. I am going to read the non-Zeta ability first, and then I'm going to tell you what the Zeta does. Jedi allies gain 25% tenacity and gain 25% turn meter whenever they resist a negative status effect. That would be really awesome against Empire if you were able to actually, you know, resist the stuff. Mm-hmm. So, if you add the Zeta, it actually bumps the tenacity up to 30%. It adds the adds another 5% to the turn meter gain, taking that 30%. And when they, uh, you know, that's whenever they resist the debuff. But you also get the advantage of whenever they suffer a debuff, they gain tenacity up for one turn. 
Now, when you have teams that are, you know, doing as much, uh, as many debuffs as, like, most Empire teams are doing, because you have the stun, you have Vader, you may have Tarkin, you may have uh, Darth, uh, Darth Nihilus actually wouldn't do anything in this, um, yes, uh, uh, yeah, I, the idea here would be Grandmaster Yoda, he gives the tenacity up to everybody, but the problem is he's not going to be super fast. I mean, he's pretty quick, but he's not going to outspeed Vader. So, it's, especially with a full Jedi team, you're giving all that extra speed to Vader. But the idea would be Vader does his AoE, debuffs everyone. You then get tenacity up. So, uh, you'll still have the debuffs, but you have tenacity up, so... Vader will then do his thing, and then you'll have, like, possibly Darth Nihilus doing his thing, which would be bad, or maybe Tarkin or, say, Emperor Palpatine doing their AoE, and they're not going to be landing those debuffs because of your tenacity up. And that's going to be 30% turn meter. So basically, as soon as they do those debuffs, you're going to be in a really good spot because of all the turn meter that you're going to be gaining, but you're going to have to be running full Jedi. Um, the, <laughs> the one caveat, the one caveat, yeah, is the full Jedi team. And this leader ability, it doesn't give any damage. It doesn't give anything like that. But the theory crafted team is the grandmaster Yoda lead with Zeta Barris, uh, Hermit Yoda Zeta, Ezra with the Zeta and general Kenobi. Ezra would be your primary damage dealer. It's almost kind of like the CLS teams that were running around where you only have CLS as an attacker and, the problem is that just doesn't work real well because it's pretty easy to figure out how to, you know, counteract him and just kind of basically neuter him. And I'm afraid that that might be kind of the same issue here with Ezra. But Hermit Yoda, the buffs, you know, his Grandmaster's training buff does pretty significant amount for Jedi I mean, I think that the turn meter game would be pretty awesome because uh, you could you could keep tenacity up, you know, on your team for quite a while. His battle meditation it does tenacity up for two turns. Um, two turns of tenacity up will go a pretty long ways, and. I don't know. I'd I'd be really curious to see how well this works. Uh, if anyone has zated him, please let us know. But there's got to be someone out there. There's someone loves Yoda enough that he has Grandmaster zated. I love Yoda Try that much, team. but I ain't that brave. I I almost did last week just because I do. I want to test that. I think Old Ben would be really good in this team because of his AOE. You obviously want him going as early as possible. Um, mm-hmm. The problem is you can't get Tenacity up before Vader does his thing. And depending on how the rest of the team is, it could be a problem. Another problem is going to be Scion who dispels all your buffs. So he's going to remove your tenacity up, inflict a debuff. Therefore, you'll then be getting tenacity up right back. But it's not really <laughs> yeah, exactly. doing a whole lot because 
he added the debuff in the time that you didn't have tenacity up. So, you know, you're still getting it. You're not resisting it. You're not gaining any turn meter unless you just have, you know, ridiculously high tenacity anyway. I mean, he does have the 30% tenacity. So if you kind of stack tenacity on everyone, I mean, it's not too crazy to think that you could get 70, 80% tenacity on most of your characters. Uh, it's really not that hard once you use a tenacity uh, cross. Yeah, a tenacity cross. And a then, tenacity cross is 24%, I think. Yep, and then if you do a set bonus, just one set bonus, so that you can do whatever else you want to do, speed or whatever. I mean, that's 34% tenacity, and, you know, that's not not bad. Not bad. Not Nothing to scoff at, that's for sure. Yeah, so... Uh, Man, I I would love to see how this team does. Like I said, I think Ezra would be really important on it. I think Old Ben would be really good. I don't know that you would necessarily need Barris. I think I would rather have Old Ben than Barris just because he gives you so much more control. Grandmaster Yoda does have the benefit of stealing the buffs from the other team and then kind of spreading those out, which is pretty interesting. Um, and gives tenacity up. I just thought something else is... If you have his other ability, Zeta, the battle meditation where he gives foresight. If, like, if you have characters that have foresight and somebody tries to do a debuff on them, I believe that counts as a resist because nothing lands, obviously. So, you know, that, that might actually have a little bit more potential than I was thinking. <laughs> there you go another another good thing to it yeah i i really want someone to test this because i think it would be i think it would be pretty awesome to see and i would love love for jedi to be viable against emperor palpatine but i think this would definitely be the best chances you know having that zeta leader ability on grandmaster yoda Um, you have any, any thoughts or ideas about this team? My main thought is I have no Jedi geared. So as much as I would like to try this team, it is not on my radar at all. That and I don't have Hoda. So yeah, that kind of puts a big damper on it too. That's that's true. I have 60,000 guild currency so or guild event currency so i'm waiting another 20 and then i'll start unlocking him because i'll be able to get him a seven star nice yeah he's god i i so love me some hermit yoda uh real quick i'm (laughs) i'm go sort through all the jedi in the game and a couple other ones that really stick out to me it might be good on this team would be ayla uh you know because she has the stone the counters all that good stuff she is she's pretty awesome and Jedi Knight Anakin, he is obviously really good because the AOE and the additional offense up. But uh, uh, somebody in the chat asks uh, how many Zetas are really required for this team. I kind of think you would need both on Grandmaster Yoda. So that's two Zetas. And then I think the rest you might be able to get by without, honestly. Um, I, Hermit Yoda is not going to require both. Ezra doesn't really require one. 
drop Barris, put in old Ben. Uh, you really want two tanks on a team with no attackers? I would think you would want another attacker. I, I, I would, but I think that old Ben... Just what old Ben does, I, I don't really mind him being a second tank on a team. Uh, I, I do kind of hate that there's two like support healer characters and both Yodas being on there. And I think I would almost be tempted to pull Hermit Yoda out of that team just so I could put in a Jedi Knight Anakin with Ezra or Qui-Gon Jinn with Ezra, you know, to give the offense mm-hmm. up and stuff. Yeah. It's... There's a there's a combination somewhere in there that little changes that can be made. I'm pretty sure that would make that even better. Yeah, it's just what will work. I know someone mentioned Isla, Sakura. Yep, be interesting. So I don't know. This team looks really cool, though. I wish I had a chance to do it, but uh, I don't right now. I can probably try it on my B account. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe I'll work towards that on my B account. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so if I thought it, it, like if I was more confident that it would work really well, I would do it just because I miss running Jedi. But I, I just don't feel brave enough to actually do it. Honestly. Well, the good news is I I feel strongly in saying that Jedi are going to be reworked at some point. I agree. So now I will say this though. Grandmaster Yoda lead, Zated, could be super interesting in phase one of the Sith raid. Because when you use that basic ability, you get the debuff. So you get the debuff, you get uh, you get the tenacity up, and then, you know, if you're doing you're doing counters, you're doing uh assists with General Kenobi, uh if you use Qui-Gon. You, that would be an assist. You'd probably want a lot of assists going because that causes characters to use their basic and then therefore get the debuff applied to them. That could be kind of an interesting use for Grandmaster Yoda, you know, in a raid too. Oh yeah, that would be interesting to try. I mean, there's a lot of different areas <clears throat> where you could try to make it work. That would be fun. Yeah. So... I mean, I didn't really need Kaigon Jin Zeta on my B account. I did at the time for light side territory battles, but man, just doing that to him with all the the high geared Jedi I have on my B account made that super fun. So if I could get my Yoda up there to even attempt to try another fun team like that, I have no problems, you know, attempting it. Yeah, because I do see a lot of. Uh, I don't see this as only an a, a, an arena test, and if it fails, that it, it, it'll be good for nothing. I see plenty of places where that can be a very good thing. Oh yeah. I mean, even even light side territory battles, for because you got those probe droids that put out debuffs all the time. There are other debuffs that are constantly being thrown out in light side territory battles. So even there, for people that may not have some of the other better teams in light side territory battles, it could still be something that worked there. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, one thing I am kind of curious about back on this uh, Grandmaster Yoda thing is, um, I'm, I'm not exactly sure 
the mechanic as far as the raid goes. It's whenever a character uses their basic ability. So I would assume, say, Jedi Knight Anakin, he attacks with his basic. He That uses up his turn meter. He attacks. He gets the debuff if he has tenacity up or foresight. I would assume that that would count as a resist and he would immediately have that 30% turn meter. But I'm not for sure. Say that again? Uh, so say Jedi Knight Anakin, it's his turn. He does his basic ability, hits Darth Nihilus. That would theoretically mm-hmm. put a debuff on him after he uses his turn meter, which is his attack. I'm, ass- I'm mm-hmm. assuming that's how that would work, which should give him the turn meter back. Um, I'm not sure when the tenacity up goes away. Hopefully it would stick through that whole event. Uh, that that would be the one thing that I'd be really curious about with this team. If it allows that tenacity up, that one turn tenacity up to stick through his turn, through him using his turn meter, and then prevent that debuff from landing and giving him 30% turn meter before it actually goes away. <laughs> I, yeah, that could get real interesting. I, I think, yeah, I think that could be a pretty cool team idea and um, another way to make Ezra great again. There you go. <laughs> I love me some as well. I like it. This is fun. I like these uh, I teams that no one uses to uh, theory craft about. If any of you guys got any other ideas like this, let us know because I would love to deep dive into them. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, this is this is like our favorite thing to talk about. Um, so yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And uh, you know, next week we'll be. Hopefully, diving into the Sith Raid a little bit more. You know, as you know, like we mentioned earlier, right now we're stuck in our Sith Raid still, uh, heroic Sith Raid, trying to get that thing knocked out. Who knows if we will or not? Uh, stay tuned. You'll see. Um, <laughs> we'll know here in what? Uh, how many hours is that? 12, 18 hours from now, approximately, if we beat it or not. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Fingers crossed. We'll see. Um, Oh, this week we get to unlock Imperial Probe Droid. Yeah. Hell yeah. Freaking excited about that. It's going to be pretty cool. Um, all right. So before we can use them in our next lopsided territory war. Hell yeah. For sure. Uh, <laughs> all right. So before we get into the next thing, make sure you go and check out some of the stuff we got going on at ShatteredOrder.com. I've got something I'm going to start working on this weekend that I want to get posted because I think it'd be pretty useful. Uh, go use our links there. Amazon link. Anytime you buy anything from Amazon, just go there first before you hit Amazon. Go hit our Amazon link on the Shattered Order. Not the Shattered Order. Just ShatteredOrder.com, the website for the podcast. Uh, go there and hit that Amazon link. You can also go get a free book from Audible. Uh, also just by going audibletrial.com slash shatter to order. I finished Heir to the Empire and I am on to book two of the Thrawn series. Man, those books are so good in audio form just because you hear the different voices, all the sound effects and it's, God, they're so well done. Um, I, I very, very highly recommend those audio books. Uh, so yeah, you can go get a free audiobook with a free 30-day trial. Canceled in the first 30 days. You owe nothing and you get to keep the free book. Uh, you can go to... Uh, oh, hit our Craft Beer Club link. 
go join that. Drink some beers with us. Uh, it's awesome getting all these. Ooh, you have a full tilt over there. Full We're, tilt in memory of delicious. Sounds pretty delicious. Uh, yeah, I will. Uh, I'll be cracking into one of my craft beer clubs uh, beers tomorrow night after I finish getting inked. So that's going to be super <laughs> exciting. Cannot wait. Uh, the other things. You know, twitter.com slash shattered order. Make sure you sub to us on Twitch. Go check our Patreon if you want a roster review. Go to patreon.com slash shattered order. You know, you can go there, find one of those. You can get entered for our drawings. Um, yeah, because we do the uh, gift cards. We give out $70 in gift cards every single month to our Twitch yeah. and Patreon subscribers. So, you know, if you want those Scion shards, you know, a couple pieces of gear, whatever, that's a good way to get it. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, you know, we get we have our blue giveaway. We are going to have another one of those either next week or the following week. We have to give another one away this month. So go to yep. discord.me slash shattered order. That's where we'll be announcing the giveaway and what? Ha- what you can do to win. So make sure you check that out. Did I miss anything? Absolutely. I think that you pretty much covered it. Beyond maybe there was something. Nope, that's it. <laughs> that's it. You sure. All I right. don't know. Well, well, I feel like you're doing something. I'm looking for something, but while I look for something, why don't I play this? All right, hit it. It's time for the sexy bearded duo to battle in their swoga knowledge in the most exciting trivia event in the Outer Rim. It's time for the Shattered Order Trivia. May the force be with you. Hit me with that sweet jazz. Had to go track down my marker. (laughs) Man, I... I got my handy-dandy number two pencil here, so... I tell you what, this, uh... My new little podcasting station here is amazing. This is... This is like life Loving it? I, I do. This is freaking <laughs> great. It's awesome. Well? I, uh, I, I, I downloaded this or about three hours ago. I saw that it was Sith Raid Volume 2, and I meant to go read some Sith Raid stuff, but I didn't. Ooh, I did not realize this was Sith Raid Volume 2. I'm a little nervous now. <laughs> Me too, man. Oh. Because I could have got an advantage since I'm down so many damn points. You could have, but you didn't. Hey, real quick, uh, look what I bought on Amazon this week. Uh, Hell yeah. Yeah, uh, one of our buddies. My Y-Wing is right over there somewhere. Oh, yeah? Uh, Yeah, I bought the uh, Lego uh, Pose X-Wing. I am... I'm pretty excited. I'm not gonna lie. Um, so I'm gonna. Get I think that. it would fit perfectly right up there next to that whatever that wine box is or wine sign. Yeah, right there would always be on stream. <laughs> I'll have to think of. 
what, what I'll probably do is just build a stand so it sets like right here where my hand is. Would that be a good spot nice. for it? Sure. Okay. As long as it doesn't intrude your mic because I all the crap on my desk. Another great point about this compass uh oh yeah. compass boom stand from Blue. Yep. This thing is up here over the back of my desk. Everything on the front of my desk is clear now. I know. It's amazing. It, it really is. So, yeah, like before, this thing like came up. It was right in front of me because it wouldn't get up there. But this thing goes up and over. Like, it comes over my laptop. I can see. Un- it's, oh my, it is. Uh, the yes. Let's say the right part of my desk used to be a boom arm wall that just, just destroyed the right side of the desk. This is great. <laughs> I like Darth. Darth sees the uh, the wink cheats memo in the back of my. <laughs> I think that's been on yeah. three streams now. I don't it? have a marker to write anything, so really? it always just okay. says wink cheats. Oh, that's not very nice. <laughs> I don't cheat. I win. We need to do some punishments, dude. <laughs> like we gotta figure that shit out this week and uh, do some punishments. People probably are starting to think we don't do punishments. They probably are. So you owe two, I still owe one. We're going to come up with something, probably like a group thing, and uh, do that. I got a perfect one. You got a guitar in the background. You play some music. I will improv sing on the live chat. It'll be great. Oh, we could... We will hurt everyone's ears with my magical uh, voice and your soothing, uh, soothing guitar fingers. Um, wh- why don't we just do a parody song? <laughs> there you go. Do a live parody song as a punishment for both of us. <laughs> yes, exactly. You want to? Be beautiful. Hey, I'm in. All right. I got a voice like an angel. All right. Well, uh, oh, um, ignore Darth Snow in the live chat. You do not want to see what he's talking about. Uh, <laughs> No. I'll get with you after this, uh, Snow. Uh, Jack was involved. All right. Oh, great. All right. Question one. All right, question one. I'm closing the chat, so everyone in chat, I will not be reading it. That, that you is... feel free to talk. You feel free to talk to each other. Yep, that is a great idea. I'm closing it as well. All right. Question one. Question one, I said. All right, PowerPoint. Work with me. Question. There we go. Nope. What is Question the approximate one. health... Oh, I thought you wanted me to play it again. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what is the approximate health of the heroic tier of Sith Raid? Um, oh, you want me to give the answers? Sorry. A... 10,304,366. B, 171,000,000. C, 320,000,000. D, 580,000,000. Oh, my goodness. Um, I forgot, like, I actually need to see these, so it makes it easier at least. Uh, would you repeat that until I get caught up? Okay, A, 10,304,366. B, 171 million. C, 320 million. D, 580 million. Hmm. 
That ten million three hundred and four three hundred sixty-six thousand. I think that's definitely got to be it. Are you trying to bleed on me, or I have no idea what you're talking me about. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna do some maths here because we love the maths. I may or may not have a calculator open. Oh my god, my marker's dying. That's ain't good. I haven't had a marker for weeks. I feel terrible. Um, I, I, I'm trying to do maths and nothing I am doing adds up. So this will be fun. Let's go with... Got my answer. Want me to show it? Sure. I got my answer too. I'm going with C. 320 million. Alright, I'm going with B. 171 million. Okay. And here's why. 8.5% for Better's run was 4.2 million. Yep. So that's almost 10% of the first one. Let's pretend they were all equal. That would be 200 million. So either you're getting an extra 120 million in this raid somewhere, or I'm getting less than 30 million taken off of my answer. So I feel confident. Yeah. That, that's fair. I almost put that, but I was... I was kind of assuming that phase one is probably a smaller health pool, kind of like the other raids, but let's find out. Okay, well, I did th- I did almost 4% in phase two and got 1.9 million. I so the numbers there are about the same. Yeah, I feel pretty good about your answer then. The answer is B, 171 million. Yeah. What is the score? Because I don't have it written down. Eight to four. That's what it is. And this is season eight, episode two. All right. Well, starting to come back now. All right. Oh. Question two. (laughs) All right. Question two. Name the factions that get bonuses in the Sith Raid. I know I'm missing one. That really annoys me. How many are there? Do you know? No idea. Says up to f- says up to four points, so I think there's four. So there is one that I am missing. All right. I've got four. Hopefully they're all correct. All right. Give me a second. Try to figure out the fourth one. 
Jawas. <laughs> You're not going to trick me again with that, CG. Dark side right. Jawas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> give me some of them. I want them. All right, what do you got? I have heroes, bounty hunters, Sith, and Galactic Republic. Interesting. Okay, so we have two answers that are different then. Okay. I have bounty hunters. I have galactic heroes. I have night sisters. And I had troopers. Ooh. Troopers was the guess. I couldn't remember the fourth one, but I know for sure night sisters is one. Okay. Interesting. So. You got Sith, which you got, mm-hmm. Night Sisters, which I got, mm-hmm. Bounty Hunters, that I got, I got that and one. Galactic Heroes, which I got. Yep. So we both got uh, three. You got three? Yeah. Heroes. Did you say Galactic Heroes? I said Heroes. Well, there's a lot of heroes, but are they Galactic Heroes? They're Heroes. That's I'm just saying. Pretty obvious. The wording says heroes uh, or galactic uh, heroes. Uh, uh, I, I'm pretty sure that one counts. I'm just gonna fight for any points I can. I, okay? As you should. <laughs> All right. All right. Question three. Next up. Question three. At what tier does the Sith raid start to reward? Number one. Treya shards. Number two, guild event tokens. I honestly have no idea for these answers, so I'm gonna start my guessing now. Uh, gear twelve gear. And the last one is purple gear. Okay. Got my answer. Two or mine are the same, but I same it here. just makes the most sense to me. Okay, so what do you have for Trey shards? Um tier seven. Ooh. Is there a tier seven though? Oh, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> I said heroic. All right. Uh, second up, Guild of End Tokens. What'd you say? Tier one. Wow. Okay. I said tier four. Okay. Uh, gear 12 gear. Tier five. Five. And what about purple gear? One. All right. So we both had the same for the first and third. You had one for two and four, and I had four for two and four. Okay. All right. Let the drum roll go. Boom. Okay. Heroic. Oh, tier seven was incorrect. (laughs) Guild event tokens was tier five, which I did not put. Did not put. I had three, and I erased that and put four. I should have erased and put that and put five. Should have. Okay. Gear 12 gear is six. Interesting. We did not do good on this one. And 
No, purple, purple gear is tier two. Wow. So it looks like I'm the only one that got points. Uh, nope, nope. I I, I get points on the Freya shards. Tier seven. That's not a thing. It is absolutely a thing. Did someone go on a game and see if Tier 7 is named Tier 7 or Heroic? It is the seventh tier. Are you going Semantics. to Are you going to argue with it being the seventh tier? It may be the seventh tier. It's not called the seventh tier. I want my points. Alright. Yeah, I'm only arguing to argue. Alright, next up. All right. Question four. <laughs> You're killing me. Well, smalls. I have to go. I have to go find it. I have to say, all right, then I have to find it. <laughs> okay. Patience. Gotcha. All right. Okay. All right. Next up, the damage from Treya's unique Lord of Betrayal is a base value times the count of bonds of weakness. How is the base value determined? Percent of individual tunes health. Percent of teams aggregate health. Percent of Treya's offense, which stacks. It's a set amount regardless of your squad. I have no idea. I have an answer, and then I got rid of it to put a different answer, and now I'm worried that the other answer was the right one. I don't know what to do. I got my answer, but I don't know if it's right or not. Alright, well, I'm going to stick with the second answer I went with, so... Uh, No, I'm not. Nope. Alright, I'm going back to my original instincts. What did you have? I put A. So did I. Okay. Percent of individual tunes health. I had changed that to team's aggregate health, but I don't remember ever hearing or thinking that when I read through the uh, the raid rules. So we'll see. Watch me have changed it to the wrong answer. Watch neither of us get it right. The answer is D. It's a set amount regardless of your squad. Interesting. That's what we call a trick question. Now we know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Question number five. In an effort to protect the spirit of the raid, (laughs) CG is making Treya do what two things when she hits the enrage timer? It's an excellent question. Got it. Alright, I got mine as well. Alright, what do you got? I put inflict lockable, or I should say uncleansable, and unresistable buff immunity, and dispel all buffs on all characters. Or your Same characters. Same two I got. Same two I got. Cool. I will stay ahead by four this week. 
But let's see if we're correct. Yep, those are the answers. Why does it say continue? It's probably some fancy question. Something or another at the All end. Right. All right, what do we got at the end here? Hit the question six bumper. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. number five. Plus. Question one. Is that, is that good? <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> All right, the next slide said, check out the website to submit trivia questions. If you go to www.shatteredorder.com, there's a form there. You can fill out questions to submit them, and they will go right to our trivia master, Teshkarn, and uh, he will look through those and hopefully throw some of your guys' questions up on the trivia next week. Yeah, for sure. And it also says... Next week, I guess he's giving us a hint on what we should study. Ooh. Today's winner can pick a theme. Okay, so who won today? You did because I was up by five, now I'm up by four. All right, well. Based on past trivia, you should not select Wampa as the topic. Because, (laughs) if I remember correctly, I won last season because I knew something about Wampa you didn't. Just wanted to make sure you remembered. All right, well, I'm going to pick up the topic, and I'm going to tell Tesh, and I'm not going to tell you what it is. How about that? <laughs> that can't, nope, that, that doesn't work. I have to know. All right, well, I'll tell you once I think of it. Wink. Ah, uh, well, well played. I like the, uh, <laughs> I don't know what you call that, but yeah, well done. All right, <laughs> uh, I think that covers it for this week's podcast. Um Anything else? Um, I like ice cream. Mm, I like ice cream, too. <laughs> I thought you might. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for coming and hanging out with us on the live stream. And thanks for listening to the podcast. We appreciate you. We appreciate this game. And we appreciate this community that is always there to hang out with and talk about this game with. It makes it fun. It makes me enjoy the game much more than I would if I was a single solo player that didn't talk to anyone about it. 100% so, true. Thanks for always being there. Say that again? 100% true. Definitely agree with that part. I, the community so weird I heard, is the best part of this game. Absolutely. I heard you say Perk Central, and I'm like, I, I guess that works. That makes sense. Yeah. It, isn't that the name of the... Uh, the, or it's the reverse of the name of the uh, coffee shop from Friends. So It is, actually. Well, Central go. Park. Dys- yeah. Yeah. Dyslexic coffee shop. All right. <laughs> All right, everyone. We're going to end it here, and we will catch you next week. Later. Thank you for listening to the Shattered Order podcast. Happy gaming, and may the force be with you.